This episode of the On The Radar Podcast is brought to you by Laser Light Recording Studio in Waterville, Ohio. The world is calling. Pick it up. On the Radar Podcast. This is a podcast that features music and artists coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. My name is Peapod. Back at home. Very excited for another home edition of this phenomenal podcast that you're listening into. So we really do appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule and uh, talking with us uh, on the Zoom call with me on this home edition of this uh, po- great podcast is uh, Mr. Brady Madison. Did, did I say that correctly? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Correct. I should have asked that before I hit record. I tend to do that, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, he okay. reached He reached out to me. He's like, hey, I got this cool little project. Uh, I'd like you to cover it. Um, he is one half of the duo known as Vanity Contest. Uh, he's out of the Chicago area. Brady, thank you so much okay. for, A, reaching out and, you know, Absolutely. be, uh, you know, listening and being a fan of the podcast. Absolutely. You know, it was, uh, it's my pleasure to reach out. Of course, I mean, we've been pretty busy with this project and it's been a lot of fun to work on. I just wanted to talk about it with, with people and just get attention out there for it and that sort of thing and just get people into our stuff. Well, it's really cool because like I always interview, I always love interviewing um, to, cause to me, you're kids because you're like what, 19, <laughs> 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm almost, and I'm almost 35. So like <laughs> you guys, you guys are kids, you're, you're kids to me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's really cool to see like, you know, musicians and everything. And especially you, cause like when you reach out to me and I, and I read the bio and the like heavily influenced by nine inch nails, yeah. Tom York, oh, new yeah. order bands that I would never expect a 19 year old to know. <laughs> Like yeah, actually, at all. Yeah. Yeah. Actually I've got up on my shelf over there is just all my managed nail stuff. And then like, I got a record up there of the eraser by Tom York and then just managed nails crap all over the room. It's kind of, actually, I'm wearing a fragile shirt right now. That was just pure coincidence though. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Like what, what's about that music that just kind of drew you into that <sighs> world? Well, I was a kid. I got exposed to stuff like Daft Punk and that sort of thing. And that was like, I was already interested in that sort of stuff anyways, uh, like keyboards and that sort of thing. I always wanted to learn piano. I picked up drums when I was a kid. That was my very first instrument I learned, and I never learned piano. And I always had an interest in, like, electronic sounds and stuff and just, like, the really, like, broad range of different stuff you can do with it because I feel like I guess there's a bit of a pigeonhole with, with I guess, the, the typical expectations of rock music. Yeah. So – for me, I just I kind of wanted to do something extremely different from like I guess our contemporaries in the local scene and that sort of thing. I can only think of like maybe a couple of bands that do something similar to us that are at least in Chicago. Like I know, that, of course, we're not the only electronic band out there, but like right, there's you know, it's it's pretty slim pickings with like what we do. It's a little more. It's I guess you could say it's a little more like uh, conventional songwriting structure, but like pretty different sonically in terms of like the approach with our music. It's really cool. Cause like when I was talking with the broken robots, uh, which it was yeah. a, a episode that we did a few months back and they, they were talking about like how, like the world, the, like the Chicago seems very slim when it comes to like music, which is really strange to me. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's <sighs> with local bands. It's pretty weird. Cause like, I only ever really see like the rock bands or rappers here. And, you know, I don't really see a lot of like stuff that's a little more out there, a little more willing to like cross over into different stuff. I, I mean, I only know much, so much music. So like, of course I'm not going to be able to hear everything everybody's doing, but like I do, I, I typically only see like one or the other with, with, with Chicago music. 
So like, is it just, is it just, just, it's either rock or rap and that's it. Like anything in between, even like, you know, your, your other genres, your electronicas, yeah. your, your, you know, country, like what, I don't, why is it that like that? I'm not sure. Honestly, oh, I'm 19. So, I mean, I only have so much exposure with the local scene. I used to work at a venue and I saw lots of stuff go through there, but it wasn't always a lot of local stuff. So I saw a lot of like touring acts and that sort of thing, but like, I didn't really see it, like it was usually one or the other on nights when I was working at a venue uh, called Reddy's Rock Club, uh, and um, I just really I I don't know what that what what's up with that exactly just because that's it's just something that's pretty like I just don't have a lot of exposure to yet. I mean we're still a pretty new band, so right. I mean, of course you know we're not going to have quite the same level of like okay this is what's going on here. You know, we've only played a handful of shows ever. So it's like, I guess our exposure is still kind of pretty limited in terms of that. And like, just really getting to know the scene very well. But like, in my experiences, generally, it's usually one or the other. But it's really interesting because not only, you know, how you already explained yourself in the few minutes of, of, of the episode uh, yeah. is, is very intelligent, beyond your years, but also working, have the opportunity to work in a venue and yeah. seeing like that style of like the traveling yeah. acts and everything. You're already exposed so early to it. It was pretty fascinating. I really loved working there. I, they've been closed. I haven't been able to work. I, I worked on the venue half of Reggie's, uh, the Rock Club, or no, the, yeah. The rock club because there's a music joint in the rock club there's two halves to the venue and uh they got great food by the way <laughs> uh so i worked on the rock club half i worked the coat check for five months five or six months and then we had the shutdown so wow yeah yeah i was i was just about to actually get bumped up to like doing other stuff around the place actually because coat check season was kind of out on its way out and then my buddy evan he told me hey I don't know when you're coming back, you know, so it was, it was pretty rough. But oh. in that time frame, I saw act after act after act, and it was actually really, really fun. Uh, there were there were actually, there was one band in particular called Death Tour, and they were this kind of punk rock, hip-hop crossover thing, kind of like Death Grips. Okay. And it was insane. <laughs> I see lots of really crazy stuff like that. So, I, I you know with the pretty regular nightly shows that I was working, I did get to see like a lot of different stuff, but in terms of like local acts, it was mostly out of town stuff with, with stuff that I would see at my job. Um, and the local acts that I did see, like they were usually like one or the other, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty odd. I don't know. Was the national acts, did you see any national acts that came through or is it just like kind of like touring on the, on the come up bands? Um, I mostly on the mostly on the come up bands. Okay. Yeah. So you're like you're touring your weekend yeah. warriors like and, yeah. and it's just like basically out of the Midwest kind of yeah. touring acts. Yeah. And uh like the the national acts that I did see there were like it was it was pretty few. I just wasn't very familiar with them. I didn't always dig into stuff because so, I would get home at like two in the morning. I'd be like, Oh, I'm too I'm too tired. But that band was kinda cool, so maybe I'll check them out and then I'd forget about it in the morning. <laughs> I've I, I've I've been the same way in some of the shows and damn do I miss going to shows right now oh, and just seeing man. seeing acts and just it's 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 depressing it's, it's, it's it is really, really tough. tough yeah I've just been I've been trying to fill that void with doing uh, live DJ sets or stuff on our Twitch channel and uh, our 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 social media but like it's not the same it's really not it's like I really uh, I just. Uh, you don't have that immediate connection right then and there, you know? So it's, it's something that's sorely missed. I think even with going to shows instead of, and not even just like playing shows, it's like both, it's really both sides of it. It's really something that's pretty sorely missed right now. So it's really funny is because one of our episodes that will be coming out uh, uh, a little bit later uh, this month uh, with, with, uh, with wild nights. And like the, that was one of our studio sessions that we've done because obviously we, with everything going on, we haven't been do, able to do the studio sessions just quite yet. Uh, but like, yeah. it was like live, a live band and I had a cold beer in my hand and it's just in the studio that we were working with. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like almost like, like had a tear in my eye. I'm just like, yeah, this is the feeling oh that my I miss. God. Yeah. You don't realize it until it's gone. Like, no, it, you really don't. It's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's like, you can't get that anywhere else. 
it really is not. Can. It's 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 restaurants and like the live music and live entertainment industry that has like yeah. got hit the hardest with this. Yeah, honestly, it's been it's been pretty tough. I mean, my brother he lost his job. My sister lost her job. They both worked in restaurants. You know, it was pretty tough around the house for a little while. But yeah, my my uh, wife uh, my wife works at restaurants, so like she, that hit yeah. her. Like my family works in restaurants, and that hit us for a little bit. But like. When the, like the the idea, at least in Ohio, because I don't know how it is in Illinois, but in Ohio, like they were able to do like carry out orders still like throughout everything, so that that helped us out. Yeah, that helped us out a little bit. Yeah, it just, I mean, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't really do a whole lot of like in restaurant dining. Even like I I did a lot more when I was a kid, like a, like a kid kid, but like not so much in the past <laughs> couple of years. Um, so I'm but like you know, my siblings worked in restaurants. So obviously I was like pretty regularly around that sort of stuff and how they were feeling about this and stuff. And it was, it was pretty tough. Yeah. It was pretty tough. And then like all of us are pretty into music in my household. Uh, both my parents, my dad is in a band. My brother plays with me and my dad and we do like Devo's and Devo and Melvin's covers and stuff. So we, we would play shows really regularly. And uh, yeah, I, my band had like eight or nine shows lined up this year and all that just got thrown out the window. It's been, it's been tough. It's been, uh, let, yeah. let me go back to a point that I thought that was really right. Re- D- Devo and Melvin's covers. Yeah. 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 We just, we've been, uh, well, okay. So this is a bit of a long story, but let's go. We're on a podcast. Of course. I was nine. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> uh, we, I was nine years old. And, uh, so I, this was when I was first playing drums and we put me and my dad played a Halloween show with a few friends of ours. And, uh, we, we did Ace of Spades by Motorhead. We did God Hates a Coward by Tomahawk. Uh, those are the two big ones I remember playing. I don't remember the whole set list. It was only like four songs, though. And then Angel of Death. I did not play Angel of Death, but my drum teacher played Angel of Death. Okay. And uh, so that little group was called the Marshmallow Creeps. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I came up with that name clearly. Hey, uh, you, know, you know, so now you was like, let's call it the Marshmallow Creeps. And uh, so we did, we, we, we've actually, so now it's been about like 10 years of doing that now, like on and off with the shows. We didn't do it for a long time. And then my dad, uh, a few years back, he was like, hey, let's do a set of Melvin's covers. And so we kind of ended up merging the two together because we would, we would like slide like Gates of Steel or something in there or, or uh, come back Johnny we would we would do like Devo and Melvin's covers, and we finally did a full Devo set not too long ago. Oh man, that's a lot of fun. That's been a lot of fun doing that. And uh, so yeah, we we would do like it would usually like kind of alternate. We would get in costume too, so my dad would have the Buzz Mel- the Buzz Osborne wig and stuff, and I would have the fluffy shoulder pads. And uh, you know, for the Devo sets, we would do like the pa- the paper suits and the hats and stuff. And that was that was tons of fun. That's my, so my brother, much fun. He would, he would jump between bass and singing, and then I would always do drums. And then, actually, for some of the Melvin shows, we would do the double drummer setup like they did for their albums with Big Business. So we had the two drummers set up with um, me and my dad's drummer. Uh, and oh my god, yeah, those shows are so much. Those shows are so much fun. That's so wild so because just like thinking about those it's two such a such weird bands, thing. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like like the 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 weirdest like two of the weirdest bands out there and it's just like this perfect harmony of like just so much fun it's such a good time always playing those shows and like it seems like a lot of bands don't like kind of embrace the weirdness or like those weird genres yeah yeah i like i'm a big ween fan too so like i i I actually just caught them at riot fest last year that was a blast Uh, i saw them do the mollusk and uh Yeah, so I, I really love the weird sort of stuff. I guess that's kind of what I always try to sort of, I don't consciously keep it in mind with my stuff. You know, it just kind of happens. Like one thing's weird and the next thing's not. But I think we take ourselves a little too seriously with my band. <laughs> We're a little more serious. Well, yeah. let's talk about your band because that's why yeah. you're here. Uh, Vanity Contest was started uh, a little bit la- uh, last year with you and uh, a gentleman, Elijah Diaz. Yes. Tell me a little yes. bit about this. So we formed, actually, I formed the band uh, two years ago, uh, coming up in October. October 1st, it will be our two-year anniversary. I started that my senior year of high school with a friend of mine named May, and uh, she did the guitar first, and we did our very first album, Breaking Distance, 
And uh, that was probably the most nerve wracking experience of my life doing that album. <laughs> we had no budget and uh, I didn't know what I wanted the band to be really. I just know I wanted to be something really, really, really different from what other people are hearing. Um, so we did that um, and then soon after that, uh, made left of the band after our first show. Um, and then my buddy Elijah, I know him from a band that we were in called Left in the Rain and uh, he's a great guitar player and a great performer. He knows how to like get the energy up and stuff. He's a, he's a beast, you know? So he helped me out with this EP we did after the album called Hospice for the Lonely. And uh, eventually I just, I just finally asked him like, Hey, do you want to join the band? He's like, I've been waiting for you to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so he's been in since and we've been, we've been working with the drummer slowly, but surely trying to upgrade our live sound a little bit eventually whenever shows come back. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's been me and Elijah working on our stuff uh pretty regularly. Like we've always got a, at least something cooking in 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 the project oven, I guess. <laughs> so how did this like kind of go into like this like a synth project, like a synth rock project? Like how did that development go because like you 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 considered yourself, you know, your alt rock and then with all the influences yeah. of 9 inch nails and Tom York and New Order, yeah. like that that kind of go went over the edge of like into the you know, I don't want to call it synth wave because it's more like genre yeah. specific, but like just synth rock yeah, type of stuff. Yeah, this sort of like weird electronic rock kind of thing. Well, we started out kind of pretty garagey, I guess. It was really 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 lo-fi our first album. Like we did most of that on an iPad through really terrible phone microphones and stuff but it was some it was what we had so we just we worked with that and uh eventually i finally got a, a laptop and uh a proper midi controller and i just i taught myself how to use all that stuff and like midi and just like using different daws and stuff and i, I just i i just it just kind of happened it was a weird it's it's really hard to describe it, it was just kind of a natural progression i guess like oh we finally got an actual laptop let's do everything on there. And that's how we did all that EP. And I've just been doing all the stuff on here since. And uh, it's, I guess the influences were pretty, are still kind of apparent. I feel like we're, we're slowly breaking away from the kind of obvious Trent Reznor sounds and uh, I guess homages in a way. <laughs> He's a really big influence on my work. I'm not even going to like try hiding that. Like that's just, super obvious that which is like, fine like if yeah. you're going to talk about people that really like went outside the yeah. box and did something very interesting you talk about trent reznor that's yeah that's a, i think that's a great influence to have there nine inch nails is one of my favorite bands of all time so like i guess having that pretty varied influence because they never really stuck with one sound anyways uh was something i i always kind of strive for like the the album the ep the soundtrack work all sounds pretty separate from each other you know, I, I try to I try to take that in mind when I'm doing projects like, OK, are we doing something that A, we're happy with and B, feels like a natural progression from where we were before this project. And that's always been something that I kind of I try to always keep in mind when I'm working on something like with the soundtrack work, especially this wasn't something we had planned. We well, well this. Well, actually, no. The pandemic wasn't something we had planned, of course. <laughs> well, no. Um, no, of course not. <laughs> Nobody actively plans for a pandemic. No, nobody was planned for this. So this was kind of like a, a really happy accident, I guess, in a weird way, because we had reached out to the people behind the YouTube channel Review Beware um, about doing soundtrack work because they were working on revamping their channel anyways. So I reached out to my friend Josh Irby, the guy behind that channel, and I was like, hey, um, I don't know if you're ever interested, but I run a band called Vanity Contest and we're down to do soundtrack work. It had always just been something I was interested in doing. Like my friends would always say, oh, you'd be great at doing a video game soundtrack and stuff. So I would, so st that sort of stuff was kind of like, oh yeah, I could kind of see that. And then it just fell into the right place, I guess. It just kind of fell into like my hands with like, oh, this is an opportunity to do something really cool. We have a bunch of shows lined up over the summer. Uh, this can just be kind of like a little side thing we can do. And then it kind of became our main thing that we were doing. <laughs> right. And with, with Reviewer Beware, for those who don't who are not familiar with it, this is a Goosebump theme YouTube channel. Yes. So for the books or the show or both? Both. 
Okay. So, a bit of everything. And then and then stuff outside of that too. So not just strictly goosebumps, but that is kind of their original, like that is kind of the big thing that they're trying what they're to like, for, no. yeah, known yeah. for, yeah. Yeah. So that's what, what they're known for. And uh I had always grown I had grown up with that. I watched the show, I read the books, I collected the books for a little while. I mean Same it was here. classic, you know. And uh I, I just really liked that idea of like doing something kind of retro and exciting and just like something kind of giving old sounds new life i guess in a weird way um so we we and of course in like the true vanity contest fashion trying to be as different with it as possible while still kind of feeling a little more true to form i guess and uh you know we're, we're not ones for doing the same thing over and over again so of course after an ep we're going to do an entire soundtrack it's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a jump yeah yeah no i was actually a little worried about that when i first thought about doing the soundtrack work but since we've been working on it and we've got the cds out and you know seeing the reception that it's gotten and the people that are into it uh i probably i wouldn't be i couldn't be happier with the results honestly like this was a project that i i just sorry i didn't expect this project to be um as fruitful as it was i guess in execution because it just this was a lot of ideas that we had sitting around in our vault for a little while now that we wanted to do something with and then on top of that we uh we just kind of we, we took a lot of ideas that we had from other projects and just stuff we didn't end up using and we kind of turned a lot of that on its head and then kind of just gave it this halloween decor feel to it i guess in a way so and with that project, um, it was something that I had that I had interest in, uh, and we just we knew we wanted to work on something over the summer, anyways. So it was, uh, yeah, I would say it was worth the time.
So you're a musician. Your band's got the sound. You've written your own music. And now you need a studio to record it. Come to Laser Light Recording Studio, now open right here in town. Laser Light delivers the complete studio recording package for local musicians. High quality equipment, post processing, and mixing, plus a balanced range of musical instruments, amps, mics, and studio players for taking your dynamic sound to the next level, plus video ready capabilities. Toledo's Collaboration Station. The Laser Light Atmosphere is a uniquely designed space centered on capturing the art of your performance. The studio is modeled around an unassuming environment, delivering both freedom and fulfillment. The Laser Light Acres are the ideal setting to snap some photos for social media, playbills, and product releases. The world is calling. Pick it up. If you're a musician looking to record your music, come take a tour. Check out the vibe and book your session at Laser Light Recording Studio in Waterville. For more information, go to laserlightrecordingstudio.com. That's laserlightrecordingstudio.com. It's really funny to to hear first off saying something classic when something is from my childhood when there's a 20-year difference between <laughs> us. And I'm just like, wow, that makes me feel really old. So I mean- now I get it. But it's funny. Yeah, I mean the books are pretty. I mean the books are are like I guess in my eyes they're pretty old. But I did grow up with them. I always had them in classrooms. I had them around the house. I watched the show pretty regularly when it was airing. You know, I always loved Halloween, anyways. And I figured it'd be pretty fitting to try doing something pretty out there with the new medium, anyways, with the YouTube channel, especially. Like it's not like we're soundtracking a movie or a short film or something. This is like a pretty new medium that people are getting into. You know, and like really like I. And YouTube is established, but at the same time, like there's still plenty of people getting into it and people that are trying to make a career out of it right now and people are getting success out of it. So it's, it's definitely something that's kind of like, I guess, like I said, really kind of like merging the old with the new and doing something really special with it. And it's really cool to see some kind of some kind of medium that 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 goes beyond generations. Yeah, like not many, uh, you know, books or stories or entities go from generation to generation. And like even yeah. with Goosebumps, like when the movies came out with Jack Black, yeah. you know, that really reinvented <laughs> the book line. But the book line never like the book line never went away. The new stories yeah. like would develop over time, and R.L. Stein is still doing work to this day. Goosebumps and not Goosebumps related. Yeah, which is which is huge. Yeah, he's really old. <laughs> I, I I feel like I mean he's older, but I don't know how old he is. I oh I think he's pretty up there actually. I, I don't remember offhand, but I remember he's being. He, I remember reading somewhere he's pretty up there. But I mean, like that's that's a franchise that's been going on for like oh what like at least thirty years, right? It's at, at least 20, thirty. Yeah, I'm trying to look up right now, but I can't know. I don't know how to spell R.L. Stein. He it. He's not that old. I mean, he's seventy six. Okay, that's pretty old. I, it, that's pretty old. Yeah, that's yeah. Not like super old, but that's that's old. That's getting up that's there. Old. Yeah, uh, like to me, to yeah. me, it's like I feel like if you what if you reach eighty, like yeah, that's a that's, full life. That's 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 actually really old. <laughs> yeah, when you reach eighty, that's a full life in my book. Like after yeah. that, that's just like you, you go past eighty, you're you're going into uh, uh, extra innings, especially if it's a full life that someone like him has touched like so many people and like he's always done books with like, no, like nobody's going out. Like, especially nowadays, nobody's trying to cancel him. Nobody's yeah. trying to like rewrite. They're not like, yeah. they're, it, it's so it's like the stories are all the same. Yeah. The attempt is all the same. It's never changed over the years and, yeah. and generations love it. He's never really like diverted from a ton of stuff. And I guess, in some ways that could sort of be seen as a negative, but like, that's just kind of that sort of stick to that I think is pretty essential in doing something you love. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and did the YouTube channel like do very well because of the soundtracks or like how, how did it, how's, how's the reception? So they've been on break since. Okay. They, they've been on break for a little while now for the past few months. They did one update video. A few months back but they've been on break revamping their channel pretty slowly and uh so i actually i don't know how the soundtrack's being used i'm actually helping with the sound editing on how they're on what they're doing stuff but they haven't sent me anything yet so this is this is a really weird situation to where all the music is out of context <laughs> well the, it is like, but it's available on- it's not really necessarily out of context because I, I was listening to some of the stuff while getting, you know, in the mindset of the interview and I'm playing yeah. in front of my wife and my wife is like started to dance to it and everything. It's, 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 it's interesting enough that like, it's a cool, like 
background music, but like there's, you know, much like in the worlds of like the post rock or like, you know, your yeah. techno and things like that. There's there's still a story. There's still like a vibe you still feel, to it. You still feel like there's something going on a little bit behind the scenes. I think you should like and 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 I I know this sounds like I'm plugging my own stuff, which I am, but like you would be really interested in to diving back and listen to our episode with Metavari. Um, yeah. with, with Nate Utesh, who, who does this ty- style of music, or he's developed into this style of music from a few years ago. And even to this day, like what a lot of the stuff that he's put out soundtrack wise, everything. And like, I don't, I have it behind me, but I'm not going to grab it right now while we're recording. But like, I, I have, um, he redid like the soundtrack to a film and then released it on vinyl. And then that record was at record store day mm. for, as a very exclusive that like, and I, and I, I don't even remember what the film is off the top of my head, but I love that idea of just like taking an old film or taking a film and revamping the soundtrack and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you actively like, so for a guy that's now worked on like some kind of soundtrack for an entity, are you yeah. now paying attention more and more to like soundtracks? Have you always listened to soundtracks to stuff? When the soundtrack is really, really impressive, it's going to have my attention. Like okay. if it's, if it's like your kind of standard action drum kind of thing, it's going to be kind of in the back. It, it's kind of going to be more of like a background piece for me. Like that's, that's not necessarily going to capture my attention so much. It's like something like the dark Knight soundtrack. I've actually got that on vinyl. Uh, okay. <laughs> like that's, that's a soundtrack I would say utilizes what it's, what, like what the movie is trying to tell really well. And like, kind of captures what it's tr- what the movie's trying to say really well. And I hate to bring up Trent Reznor again, but his his work, I would say, is pretty pretty damn close to like trying to like capture the feel of what he works on, and capture the messages behind that effectively while conveying like the emotions that are going on in the film. And you can even feel that in the music, honestly. Uh, what I have, what I grabbed while you were talking, sorry, I was paying attention, but like uh, yeah. when I was showing the video, it's, it's the Metavari redid the uh, Metropolitan, uh, Metropolitan, Metropolis. Yeah, that's it. I know yeah. how to say, I know how to say things. Uh, movie for like, it's an old film from the sixties and seventies and he rescored it. And like, so oh, wow. like this record and I'm showing it in the video. So the video people can see it. Yeah. Like it was only available like for limited copies and everything, but it was a rescore mm-hmm. of it. Is there like a certain movie or, you know, television franchise or anything that you always want to try to take a crack at as a, a for a rescore or something <sighs> like that? Or your, your spin on something? No, actually, I no. would say no. I would say no to that just because, like, when, like, there's a lot of, st- I well, the things that do come to he- uh, that do come to mind have just already been done so well, like the films that I've, like, I, you know, I still haven't seen all the movies in the world. I still haven't seen a lot of movies. So, like, I, you know, when a soundtrack or like when a movie doesn't have a very noticeable soundtrack, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like it, like it's it's okay to be serviceable at something. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean like you know half-ass everything but (laughs) you know that's not what everybody's gonna have on the brain if you're a music junkie like me or you know like 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 you you know not like a soundtrack is a hard sell anyways so it's like not everybody's gonna be like super attentive to that sort of thing anyways so it feels like in a way well they're not disposable but like it just there's not quite as much of an audience for something like that. I feel like, and right. The yeah. the original score is very, is a very niche genre between uh, it, but it's a difference between the score of a film and the soundtrack for a film, because the soundtrack yeah. of a film is, could be just literally a mixtape. Uh, Guardians yeah. of the galaxy is a perfect example. They just yeah. took a mix. It's just songs like hit songs from the seventies and eighties, Yep. Plopped together and, and and it was huge, but yep. it's it's not the score <laughs> of the film. It's not yeah, the no. drama, the music, the no. classical bits of the film. It's not something like one or it's not like something one dude with an orchestra wrote. It's something that you know was just kind of cobbled. I guess well maybe not cobbled together, but just um, put together with the film in mind. I don't want to say cobbled together. I don't like to denounce people's work. Right. No, I don't. I don't know what they put into it. So it's like, hey, you know. I'm not going to bash on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, reviewer beware three volumes of this. Yes. Of, uh, and, and that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I mean, once we got one volume down, I mean, we, we'd already had a lot of work done. 
on tracks that um that were just kind of sitting in our vault for a while and uh we you know well we kind of we, we had already had a lot of stuff worked on before we you know officially announced this project anyways and we already had like been in talks with the with uh review Beware's team to get this project made and uh this was just kind of something that warranted being broken up into you know consumable pieces we didn't want to do like hey here's a 27 song soundtrack enjoy you know <laughs> like that'd just be ridiculous you know and we figured we could kind of appropriately pace what we were doing because we didn't know when reviewable wear is going to be doing new new content so we figured why not just kind of wait give everybody some time to kind of soak up what we've been working on and uh, then, you know, as we go, when we just re release it as we go over the summer, like that was always the plan with, with this project when we decided on, okay, yeah, we're going to do this project. You know, this was just something that we were going to be doing in between shows. And it turned into, and it turned into like just this huge other avenue that you're trying to explore and do more of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, probably not going to explore it. Uh, well, that after we get this kind of settled and we feel like we've given this project enough time. We want to try doing something else, maybe another EP. We have another record in the works, but uh, we don't, I don't want to say anything about that yet. That's still a while away. So I don't want to bother trying to like, Oh, this could be our best record ever. You know, I'm not going to be Corey Taylor about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love, I love Corey Taylor, but I yeah, sometimes too, but he does like, the, yeah, this is, heavy, this is heavier than Iowa. You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I was always like, I enjoy Slipknot. I was a more of a stone sour fan. I grew up on them. I grew yeah. up on Slipknot. Like Joey is one of my biggest influences on in drumming him and Bron Daler from Mastodon. are like my oh. biggest drumming influences, but like, I'm just shocked that like the, the amount of like, like references you're dropping as a 19 year old kid. <laughs> like this is insane to me. No, like I'm, I'm dead. Like I don't in the age and the, okay, this is going to sound, make me sound like a boomer, but <laughs> it, it, the, the age difference is, yeah. is mesmerizing. And the, and the, and the references you're, you're referencing, not just like popular acts, but like really off genre. Yeah. Acts. Yeah. That you yeah. don't expect any 19 year old kid in 2020 to understand what it is. I grew up on a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I, I guess you could say like I, my, my influences aren't totally just like those three advantage news, new order. Tommy. Right. Like I grew up on like Duran Duran, like I, Depeche Mode was pretty regular in the car, like tool, all that sort of stuff. Like perfect circle, uh, green day, Deftones. Actually, I'm really excited for the new Deftones. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, like system, I'm looking at my CD shelf right now. Cause I'm right. blanking a little bit on all the bands, but just no, like, that's fine. tons of stuff, you know, like I grew up on a bit of everything, a bit of everything. That's, and I, and that's just insane. And I, and I love that. Like more, 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 more like audiophiles, like young kids, like they, it, it seems like sometimes it's sometimes not everybody, but sometimes like I see certain acts that, you know, that are younger kids that they, they find like where they're comfortable at and they just kind of stay there um, while they do a great job. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like a lot, like I'm so, I'm so in all every guest that I've had in here. I'm always in so on it because at the end of the day that I'm I'm a fan of music. Yeah. Period. Me too. So like like just listening and understanding and knowing the why everything and then being in the 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 radio sense and the professional sense and le learning this world and seeing how like you know the sausage gets made and like how yeah. these you know people are on the come up and how they're being <laughs> treated like. It, it's very and like what is played on you know rock radio top 40 radio yeah. like what the classics were and like what people are almost been programmed to listen to seeing someone like you who are who's going all over the spectrum but it's it's all over the spectrum of of, of you know of artists and everything that I I'm not expecting to hear like it's it's quite impressive like I'm blown away by it because you know I have you know, friends that are in like their for like you know mid 40s 
they're t- the metalheads that are talking about like seeing Mastodon live or yeah. whatnot in, in in you know Detroit or you know Chicago or and things like that. And you're 19 years old, yeah. oh, you know, man, and and man. and most 19 year olds are you know trying to do the floss dance, and that's and like you know. <laughs> And I know that's a broad stroke. Don't get me wrong. I know. I'm sorry, 19 year olds that listen <laughs> no, to this okay. podcast. It's okay. But like, it's it's quite impressive. And 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 that and that you know that world you're exploring and everything is 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 very interesting. And I and, and I hope it applies more for vanity contests. So with everything that's that that has been going on and the direction you want to go, where do you want to take vanity contest? That's. A great question. Uh, well, first we have in mind is shows, getting those shows back that we wanted to do because we just wanted to get our, you know, we just kind of wanted to get ourselves out there and, you know, make ourselves known a little bit more because we've only done like three shows, <laughs> you know, before all this went down. This year is supposed to be all shows. Um, so we want to kind of get that back, you know, before we decide to release anything else. Um, as of right now with current projects, we just kind of want to focus on the soundtrack work and getting that out there. We've been, I've been emailing labels pretty regularly and just reaching out, seeing if anybody's interested in getting us onto a label. Um, so that's been a thing. And as for like a new project, um, well, we're considering either a new EP sometime in the spring of next year or just wait for the next album. And when it comes to direction, I guess, well, I don't want to spoil anything about that yet because <laughs> we're still pretty far out. It could turn into something different. I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. Right. Well, the evolution of Vanity Contest with being such a young band yeah. and then and then doing all the success and the influences that we've raved about throughout this episode, yeah. like, you know, really the direction, it can be endless. Like, this is something it really, that's like... It's, I, I'm pretty proud to say that this project is really versatile and it can kind of go in any direction, honestly. You know, if we wanted to make a ween copycat album, we could. <laughs> right. If you, you just know. want to be another Devo, you could. Yeah. You really yeah. could. If you wanted to, you know, just make ambient noise for like 30 minutes. Yeah, sure. There's there's a market for that. I know plenty there's of people market. on that. Yeah, there's a there's plenty a of people. Yeah, there's a great yeah. great label out of the Midwest that uh, yeah. that does ambient stuff. So yeah. you know, and and really a lot. There there's always, it's always interesting. That you'd be very surprised and you're very interested in what people will get into. You never know, and that's the beauty about what we do and what yeah. we cover is like it, it it's filled with such unique people and very interesting walks of life and putting out things that all people can enjoy no matter who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, there's always, there's a market for kind of, there's kind of a market for anything, you know? And that's kind of the beauty of what we do is that like, we've got our little niche cult following and you know, like I could be happy with that. Honestly, you know, I don't really have any expectations for what we do. So that's just always kind of kept my head in check, you know. Um, is, is there anybody in the Chicago area that you really want to try to collaborate with, or anything, or anybody just oh, around across man. the Midwest that you're interested in? Yeah, Parker from Stellar West. He's a great musician. I'd love to work with him. Uh, Broken Robots do something pretty similar to what we do. Yeah, I'd love to work with them on something. Uh, East Avenue. I've actually talked to him a lot and given like he's given me production tips on stuff and. Uh, he's a really nice guy. I'd love to work with him on something eventually. Uh, Tracy Trouble from Awful. We do, we did it. We actually, she did a solo track and I provided synths for it. Uh, I'd love to work with her again. There's just, I got a list. I got like a laundry list of people I'd love to work with someday. But like, in terms of like major releases for us, it's always going to stay. I feel like it's, it's kind of just pretty consistently going to stay like in the wheel, in our wheelhouse, you know, like with, with me and Elijah and our drummer. You know that's gonna stay with with within like the the three of us now, so yeah, yeah. I mean, like if we were to do project with them, I, I think it would be pretty isolated from what we do on right. our own. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't put on a track that like uh I, don't, I, I would consider it, but like it, it'd be like it'd have to be a really good track to like work with somebody else on it and like feel confident enough in it and like our chemistry with working together with other people. Uh, to to be okay with putting that out you know and like having on a on a major release that's truly our own 
you know like like if we were to do a collaboration with somebody i would prefer like you know keep it pretty standalone from from our usual catalog yeah just something fun off to the side much yeah. like what re- reviewer beware became yeah yeah exactly but you know that also became its own giant project anyway so it could go any direction you know <laughs> well it seems like the sky's limit for you uh, the sky's the limit for you and and, yeah. and i'm very impressed with with a lot of the stuff and, you, and you're working hard you got a good head on your shoulders great support system with the family yeah. all being in music as well so yeah. i think that's always fun yeah yeah no i mean my family my girlfriends you know we're we're all pretty good about keeping each other in check and making sure we're okay. You know, and especially right now, you know, it's been tough with a lot of us, like just now starting to get back into work, even then, like not all of us are working. So it's, it gets, we, we, we do good about taking care of each other, you know? So that's, that's always important for us. Well, that's beautiful. And I hope for yeah. the best for, for everything. And then if you're ever out in this direction, please let us know. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. yeah, I, I know there, 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 there are very interested people who uh, off the wall uh, of music genres that be into stuff like this. And uh, I don't think a lot of the, in the world of, uh, of synth, anything uh, gets enough love <laughs> now in 2020. So, and I feel like it's making, I, I, well, I feel, I say that, but I'm always could be wrong. I only know what's yeah. at, what's in my backyard, and it's filled with either you know metalcore or you know hardcore or you know <laughs> uh, random you know like indie acts, which is fine. Like yeah. I think the synth world is very fascinating, and there's tons of great acts that um, can you can very vibe with when you're when you're ready to go out on your own outside yeah. the Chicago area. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a few. There's a lot of bands I'd love to tour with. I just first of all, I'd love to tour. Period. Second of all, there's oh my god, there's a myriad of bands that are just local that I would just love to work with and tour with and just have a great time with. Uh, speaking of people I'd love to collaborate with too, uh, I just recently discovered this one band called Pixel Grip, and they are very much like us in that sort of like synthetic, dark kind of poppy sound in a way. Although they take it in a bit more of like a pop direction and, we're, you know, we're kind of unconventional a little bit, like a little more kind of, a little more like kind of rocky with us, right. you know? So, so they do, they do like a really, really, really badass sort of like gothic pop direction. That's really, oh my God, I blew my mind when I first started. I was like, oh, I got to work with these people someday. <laughs> I think I think a lot of also like the uh, another Chicago act we talked to uh, uh, Nihilus Abyss, uh, who, who who takes like references of like that little like synths and whatnot. Yeah. You could probably benefit from some kind of uh, crossover, and of course also Broken Robots. You oh, know yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're and they record as well. So even yeah. down the line, you you know if you ever want to get into not recording by yourself and yeah, and talking yeah. to the people, they'd be great as well. Yeah, I just I just saw that they finished setting up their studio not too long ago, and they're home now. So that's really exciting. I'd love to reach out and like, because we we've been kind of on and off with working on our new album, and uh, all we really need to do now at this point is just the live instruments and the vocals. So I'd love to like kind of jump around different spaces, see what we like, and see what we like with different sounds and stuff with like the the live instruments, because we've got a lot of that sort of mapped out, but like it's none of it's setting stone yet, which is kind of the 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 beauty of working in a studio. <laughs> you can always go in different directions, that sort of thing. That's true. That's true. If we want to get in touch with Vanity Contest, how do we do so? Uh, our website, vanitycontestband.com. Uh, we've got our social media is at Vanity Contest on Instagram and at Vanity Contest Band on Facebook. Twitter is at Contest Vanity. And we've also got a Bandcamp page at vanitycontestband.bandcamp.com. Uh, we just released the Reboware Beware CD box set right here. Beautiful. Uh, handmade by myself and I waited actually on these boxes for way too long. I waited, like two, <laughs> I waited two months for these boxes. Oh man. It. it was worth it. They came overseas. I was amazed that they even made it in one piece. <laughs> it was terrifying. I was like, Oh my God, I hope those boxes are okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So go, go check that out. And, and, and the YouTube channel is called Rebeware. Rebeware. Yeah. Rebeware. Just search them up. I don't think they have the custom link for their channel. Yeah. So we do, we don't either. Yeah. yeah. You need a hundred subscribers, something like that. Some milestone for subscribers. We're also streaming on all the stuff, whatever you stream on, just search Vanity Contest and we're there too. I feel like, uh, like that threshold of like, you know, swiping up for Instagram or like your custom URL. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> but like i mean sometimes it works a little bit i mean i i see like you know sometimes i'll put like polls or questions or stuff or like i'll take a look at the streaming numbers and sometimes it bumps up so i mean you know we got people that do listen to us pretty actively so there's there's that you know but like also there's a lot of days where it's like zero for like eight days straight and it's just like oh man why am i bothering anymore <laughs> try doing a podcast ah. <laughs> yeah. oh brady you've been awesome and uh and i wish you the best of luck uh, thank with you everything. so much of course thank, thank you, you so for much. reaching out and of course if you want to reach out uh our 2020 is booked solid for the remainder of the year uh episode yeah. uh, as we mentioned before uh episode 100 will be the final episode of the year and that is dropping on november 20th uh so be on the the feed uh, for that one uh, of course follow this podcast on all the major podcast platforms also follow us on social media Facebook Twitter and Instagram uh, all the links to everything is on the radar pc.com yes. Brady anything else you want to add listen to this podcast and listen to Vanity Contest. And, yes, absolutely. Both of them. Don't listen to everything. And I am Peapod. Support here, local you, music. And uh, support local music. Support local music. Nevasos.org. Uh, support local venues. We need it. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this has been another great episode of yes. the On the Radar podcast. <laughs>